if you actually start your fast tomorrow, you can be done by the 14th. <laughs> so if it's really, you know, very pressing, Valentine's Day isn't a huge day in our house because every day is Valentine's Day when you live with Daryl. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, not a big deal for me to skip my chocolate on the 14th. Um, so if it is, just go ahead and start your fast tomorrow, and then you'll be done on the 14th. Or I just want to say to everybody here, because Anna and Fabiano are going to really kind of walk us through biblically, but also practically fasting. And if you're new here, and the concept of fasting is, number one, you're thinking, oh my gosh, they fast, they're so legalistic. It's actually the opposite. Um, if we look biblically at the biblical understanding of fasting in the Bible, not only was it an Old Testament practice, in the New Testament, Jesus Christ himself fasted. But also, if you look in Matthew 6, I encourage you, I don't, I'm not, we're going to teach the whole month on prayer and fasting. So right now, I'm just giving you a little overview. If you look in Matthew 6, when Jesus was giving the, the first instruction on prayer, this is Jesus' first instruction, first teaching on prayer. He's giving the model for prayer. We all know it, the Our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We all know the Our Father. How many of us have paid close attention that as soon as he finishes the Our Father, he, um, in verse 15 he says, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast... Do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigured their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Then he goes on in verse 17, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you, Jesus is giving the instruction in prayer and he goes right into instructing us on fasting. And what he didn't say, if you decide to fast or for the radical fringe of believers that take hold of that practice. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's giving them instruction on prayer, and then that goes hand in hand with instruction on fasting. And so we need to understand that it is a part of our Christian disciplines. It's one of the tools that God has given to us in order to draw nigh to him. And so what I want to encourage all of you, I'm sure you've all made your New Year's resolutions. For those of you that all throughout the year you go to the gym, you probably saw a massive influx of people this past late week. You probably walked into your local gym that you usually go to and went, where did all these people come from? It's New Year's. <laughs> they made a resolution. They're going to get healthy. Um, but, and do all those cool things. I mean, I always go through my list of what I want to organize and get in order and, you know, all of my things. Um, but I would highly, highly encourage that you focus on the inward place of your heart with your resolutions for the new year. And if you're kind of on the fringe with the whole idea of fasting, I encourage you to look at Matthew 6. I also encourage you to look in the book of Acts. You know, we of the younger generation, I consider myself that. When you're 35 and younger, you're younger generation, right? Um, yeah, once I'm 40, I'll say 40 and younger is the younger generation. But we all know there's a lot of, and sorry if I offend you, defunct teaching out there concerning fasting presently. There's lots of fringe groups that teach that it's striving and that with the finished work of the cross, we no longer need to do those things because it's somehow the works of the flesh. This is what I want you to understand. Book of Acts outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? Citywide revival. 3,000 are added in one day. All of those things, book of Acts. Chapter 13, chapter 14, you find the community of the book of Acts, the revived supernatural community. You find them fasting. 
So even after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, so if you're kind of one of those that adapts that, I have the indwelling Christ, I have need of nothing. Yes, you have the indwelling Christ, but it's to the place, we, we align our lives, and this is literally what fasting is. If you want to condense your definition of fasting, it's number one, you're posturing your heart to receive more of the Lord. But two, you are making declaration to the world seen and unseen, meaning in the spirit realm, you're making declaration. There is nothing that is as enjoyable as God. There is nothing that is enjoyable. We live in such a self-indulgent society that we resist any form of discipline or even abstaining. And what we need to understand is that self-indulgence and consecration to God cannot walk hand in hand. Sorry if that offends you. I don't have time to unpack that right now. But if you think about it, self-indulgence is the seeking of self. Where all of Christianity, he's called us to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow after him in abandonment. So I want to encourage you to look scripturally, look biblically at fasting, to embrace that understanding. And uh, the life of David, it was said of David that he served the purpose of God in his generation. David served the purpose of God in his generation. And I want to encourage you, even if you just look at 2014, forget life at large. 2014, that we would serve the purpose of God. The extraordinary thing about David, Psalm 132, he said, I will give no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I establish a dwelling place for the Lord upon the earth. You know what he did? He was making war against apathy. And when you enter into the place of prayer and fasting, you are making war on apathy. So I'm going to close by saying this. Anna and Fabiano are going to really instruct us in preparing our body, even for the place of fasting. We as a community, whatever context, when I was 18, <laughs> I think most of the 40-day fasts I did that year when I was 18, I think I lived on Dole, orange, strawberry, banana juice, which was awful for my stomach. I think I got an ulcer. I mean, no one ever like taught me how to fast. I just lived off of that Dole junk. <laughs> Didn't juice, nothing. But in that place of going hard after the Lord, I want to encourage every single one of us, yes, fast food. If that's a Daniel fast, if you're the kind of person that just to go without sweets is radical. I was actually just talking to Abram about this yesterday during the 40 days of him just fasting sweets and what that looks like before the Lord. Go for it. But what I want to encourage you even more than food, yes, food, but in partnership with that is the issue of our time. Make time and space. If you're not a person that's in the word every day, make a commitment to five minutes in the word. That's radical. Make a violent decision of saying every single day throughout these 40 days, if you skip a day, if you mess up, if you don't get, just get back up. Just get back on the bike and just keep going. So what we're going to do as a community is we're going to do, it's called 40 Days Through the Gospels. We're going to take the four gospels and read through them throughout the 40 days. It's literally like two or three chapters a day. It's small enough that if you make it your bedtime reading, instead of throw, scrolling through the, the news or the sports or social media or whatever it is that we do, if you just make a commitment that you're going to read through the gospel, it will transform your life. Uh, Bible Gateway. I actually don't know if we have the link, but um, if you go to thebiblegateway.com, it's actually, if you just go into reading plans, it's literally 40 days through the gospels. So I would encourage you to um, read through the gospels with us during the 40 days. So Anna and Fabiana are going to go through the practicals of this. Um, so like I said, January 8th, if you need to be done before Valentine's Day, go ahead and start tomorrow. <laughs> start uh, January, that's the 6th. So anyhow, Anna and Fabiano, um, these are our dear friends, for those of you that don't know them. 
They are actually, they have a business called Your Genesis. Not that they're trying to plug their business or anything, but I'm a huge fan. <laughs> they brought sanity to my life um, a couple, what, a year ago. Um, but so they actually are educated. So I could stand up here and kind of be like, well, try to wean your body off of sugar. But they actually know this, teach this, helped us immensely last year when we did our fast. So this is Anna and Fadiano. They're as beautiful on the inside as they are on the outside. All right. First of all, uh, Bethany did a great job in, uh, you know, laying out, you know, reasons for fasting and this and that. And also, I just want to point out the timing for it, which is a really important thing. Uh, we're going to be starting the fast right now. We're going to be ending February 16, which is like middle of winter, almost towards the end of the winter. And the Bible, which is almost springtime. And the Bible says that when it came springtime, the kings went out to battle. So if you have a goal, a spiritual goal, or any type of goal, springtime is the time to go out and conquer it. You know, and we're going to be, so this time is, is really perfect because we're going to be ending our fast right there. So we can strategize and plan for springtime to come. And when Daryl sings, you know, it's always like springtime. You can say, yes, I'm going to get it. Whatever, it's in your heart. If it is ministry-wise, you know, spiritual-wise, whatever. It's a really great timing. Amen? Well, I don't know if you guys know um, in specifics what we do, but um, we um, work with people and we, we just teach them how to make wiser choices when it comes to food. Um, so we have been doing a lot. We've been seeing lots of clients, and one of the main reason, one of the main thing that we discuss with them is detox, which we can translate that into our language, which is fasting. Um, of course, detox—it's almost like a Daniel fast, and we also go with you know liquids um, as well. And we have seen how that is so important for our health and for cleaning of our bodies, and that's what we want to talk to you about. Um, to you guys about today. Um, just the importance and the health benefits of uh, physical fasting, but also spiritual fasting. Okay. Um, so, of course, what is fasting? We all know what it is, but just to make sure if there's anyone here who, um, who does not know. Uh, so, two types of fasting. The um, just the liquids only fast would be includes everything from periodic multi-day fasts like liquids only, or um, some people just choose to skip a meal or two on certain days on the week. Most common will be um, the juice fast, which is a very big trend nowadays, and the water fast. But also the the you know partial fast, which we call the Daniel fast, uh, which is just a hundred percent. Usually people just don't, they, they try to skip the animal uh, foods, the sugar and the processed foods. Um, and that's basically, I know a lot of people translate it differently, the Daniel fast, um, but we'll be going through details um, on that as well. Um, just bear with me, guys, because <laughs> I just want to make sure I um, communicate this right. Okay, so spiritual reasons why we need to fast. You want to touch base with that? Mark 2.18, as, uh, as you guys see, talks about when uh, the Pharise- uh, John's disciples and the Pharisees came to Jesus and, and, and asked him, why are disciples fast and, and your disciples don't? And then he said, well, uh, and then he, he goes and tells about it, it is right for the, uh, 
for the uh, uh, people to fast when the bridegroom is with them. No. But it will come a time where the bridegroom, the bridegroom will be taken away. And that is the time to fast. So if you're not sure that you need to fast unless you are around 2,000 years old, it is talking to you. You need to fast. Amen. So Mark 2.18 tells us that. And why it tells us that. Why God chose food. You know, because food today, it is related to a lot of our temptations. Food today, it is really linked to, to entertainment. You know, you're going to call a friend out uh, uh, for coffee. You're going to have some, some type of food. You're going to watch something. You're going to have some type of food. You know, you're going to travel. You're going to get some food to go. So it is really linked into our, our everyday lives. So it is, and most of the temptations comes when you are around food, if you think about it. You know, if you go out and at most, you're going to be around food a lot of your time during the day. So most of those, those temptations, they come in that time. And also, Jesus, uh, uh, you know, another passage, another spiritual reason why to fast. You know, a couple of disciples were having a little trouble uh, uh, casting out a couple of demons. So Jesus went there. This is in Mark 9.29. Jesus went there. Uh, you want to read it? Yeah. One second. Okay, so Mark 9, 28, 29 says, And when he had come into the house, his disciple asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So here we can see that at some casts of demons will only come out through prayer and fasting. And maybe that explains a lot of the state of the church today. Because, you know, we are in a state of really a party church. Sometimes, you know, um, you, we have a lot of conferences and a lot of, you know, gatherings and this and that. But, you know, really deeply, prayer and fasting are really being missing out in the, in the, in the midst of the church, you know. And we need that back so we can cast out another realm of demons. Maybe we can touch, you know, another, another realm of demons around our city. Maybe that's why our cities or our families or anything like that, it's kind of, you know, uh, really difficult to go. You know, really difficult to transform. Because there's a certain caste that only comes out with, through prayer and fasting. So it is really important to pray and fast. Amen. Okay, and then we can wonder why God chose food as... Um, that's something to take out of our lives. It's because uh, somehow we have connected food with um, desire, for example. Um, like we have connected food with wealth and emotions. Um, food was, the sole purpose of it was to uh, provide energy to our bodies. Um, of course, there's nothing wrong with liking certain type of foods because God is so good that he placed certain tastes in food for our pleasure. But when we step out of that realm and we start connecting food with certain emotions, um, even childhood emotions, and um, even to uh, wealth, like I've, uh, we are from Brazil originally, and um, there it is so clear to see that image is uh, because when some when there's a poor family, they're even embarrassed of just eating rice and beans, uh, and when there's wealth, they they have to eat meat at every meal because it, it means wealth, um, and somehow how we have, um, and, and it happens there, but it, we, we see it happening all over the world. 
about um, somehow we have related food to wealth. And even though it, it, it can be detrimental to our health uh, because it signifies wealth, we want it. Okay, so, um, so food um, also is good to abstain from it for be it a liquid fast or Daniel's fast for some time so that we can disconnect um, food with our emotions and even our sense of wealth or whatever else uh, we may connect it to. Also, um, awareness. I, I, every time I read this verse in, in the Word of God, somehow I connect it with uh, food because I'm so aware of food chemicals and, and things that... Um, we can find in our food supply today that whenever I read it, I can you read it for us? Maybe it's First Peter five eight. Um, whenever I read it, I, it just automatically connects to um, to food for me because probably that's what I work with. But um, First Peter five eight. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I think this alertness and even this uh, sobriety of mind. Um, I've seen so many people being in such a state of slumber uh, because of certain chemicals in our food, or even be it healthy food, but if you're overindulging yourself with it, it can somehow rob us of awareness. Um, It just... I've seen so many people being so unaware of even their surroundings, of their relationships because they're caught up or even um, stuck in this state of um, wanting food all the time or being under a certain um, sleep uh, because of certain chemicals in our food. Um, so that is also something that we, we like to connect it to, to even physical benefits of fasting because it will bring back the awareness that we need. Um, and also focus. It restores focus. It takes all the energy out of our bellies and um, it helps us focus on what, re- what is really important. Um, our body has to go through a lot to digest food. Okay, all of the energy, especially the way we combine food nowadays with, you know, meat, potatoes, and um, you know, a lot of things, all t- refined, whatever. Yeah, and um, so when all of that comes into our bodies, it has a really hard time to digest it all. So basically, people are running, uh, walking around like zombies. Like all their energies are focused in their bellies and they just have no energy whatsoever to to even think straight right so um so even fasting is good in that sense to give our bodies that time to digest anything that is left behind that it could not take care of so that it can restore energy throughout the other extremities of the body so that's why uh, God asked for a fast. He didn't ask to be jumping three times or doing something else because food, it is something that really goes deep into our brains, hearts, mind, and everything else. It's really connected throughout, you know. So that's why he said, hey, maybe it's a good idea for you to abstain from food for a certain time. You know, like uh, Bethany was saying, the self-indulgence aspect. Amen. Now we're going to watch a little video. This is from Over the Hedge. I don't know if you guys watched that movie. Okay. It is really funny, and, 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 but it's really funny, and it is really uh, dangerous, really sad at the same time.
the reason why we want to uh, show this video because it, it is a, a, a picture of our generation today, you know, and uh, it is really tied to a verse that uh, that always oh, okay. We eat to live. These guys live to eat. Let me show you what I'm talking about. The human mouth is called a pie hole. The human being is called a couch potato. That is a device to summon food. That is one of the many voices of food. That is the portal for the passing of the food. That is one of the many food transportation vehicles. Humans bring the food, take the food, ship the food, they drive the food, they wear the food. That gets the food hot. That keeps the food cold. That, I'm not sure what that is. What do you know? Food! That is the altar where they worship food. That's what they eat when they've eaten too much food. That gets rid of the guilt so they can eat more food. Food! 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 So, you think they have enough? Well, they don't. For humans, enough is never enough. And what do they do with the stuff they don't eat? They put it in gleaming silver cans just for us. It is funny, and um, but it is a picture of our generation today. You know, there's there is a verse uh, when God is telling why Sodom got destroyed, and He's talking about Sodom had this and that, and Sodom also had, which is in Ezekiel sixteen forty nine. Sodom had fullness of food; they were given to food, and that's one of the sins that maybe we can relate to our generation. You know, so. That is one of the, another aspects that we, we need to change and can only be changed by fasting. Can only be changed by fasting. You can pray, you can do whatever you want, but the only way for, to, to get rid of the mindset of this, of this generation is to abstain from food and turn to God. That's the only way. All right, people in the Bible that fasted. Obviously, we, are, uh, we just got three of three you know, main examples. So Daniel, obviously, he had a purpose. He fasted. You want to read the, uh, the verses? We all know Daniel's, uh, uh, Daniel's fast, which is one of the most common ones. And he had a purpose in his heart. And he, he refocused his life. He said, you know, I, uh, hold on, we're going to read it. Okay, so Dan- Daniel 1.8 says, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official permission not to defile himself this way. And also on Daniel 10.3, it says, I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. So here, here we see first that Daniel resolved in his heart. He resolved, you know, I am going to abstain. It wasn't a mighty power from God. It wasn't like a wind. It wasn't in the, in the middle of your devotional that something lighting up in the room and you say, yeah, now I have the power. No, he resolved. He resolved to, to, to fast. And we all know what happened, you know. He, 
he became more beautiful, if you could say that, more handsome, than all the other guys, and this and that, and he got the answer from God, so, amen. amen. Okay, so another example is Esther. Um, you know, when um, the Jews were, um, how can you say Threatened, sorry, the Portuguese is in my head for some reason. Um, so Aster was, um, the Jews were threatened to be killed, right? And, um, and Aster just, I could say resolved in her heart too, because it came out of her, uh, will to want to do a fast, um, for three days. And this type of fast is, is what we called, she did no food or drink, which, uh, in our opinion is not recommendable, but unless God tells you to, (laughs) um, but three days fasting, and we, we all know, too, what happened uh, when she did that. And um, so we, we like to call it um, a fasting for God's provision. And, of course, Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights um, in the desert of complete fasting as well. Um, and here we like to use this example as to overcome temptations. Not that Jesus would have ever done anything, right? But he's an example of... Um, of what we need to do. Not that we are recommending people to go 40 days and 40 nights without drink, uh, without eating or drinking, but it shows um, that even Jesus, with no sin, um, did this. So much more, we need to do it as well, right? Um, so fasting, we see that the people in the Bible, they did follow this, and, and the, the biggest example for us would be the life of Jesus. So, yeah, so we just got three examples of people that did some fasting. So what is not fasting in the Bible? Obviously, uh, Bethany touched a little bit upon sad countenance, that it's not fasting. So if you, uh, if you go out fasting and uh, you have that, you know, uh, I'm not going to walk up that steps, I'm not going to pick this up, I'm, I'm not going to do this and that, because you are fasting or you are, you're, have the sad countenance that you are showing to people that you are fasting. That's what the Pharisees did. You know, they wanted to inflict a burden in other people, that they wanted to represent an image, and that's not what, at all, what is about. That is more uh, uh, towards your inward person, not your outward appearance. Another thing that that is not fasting is self righteousness, and for this we're gonna uh, look at uh, Luke eighteen. So the Pharisee stood and prayed with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, adulterers, sorry, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So self-righteousness is a big thing on fasting because God is trying to, this is the parable of the uh, tax collector and the, the and the Pharisee. And the, tax, and the tax collector, he was aware of his surroundings. He know what he did. He know what other people didn't do. He was comparing himself to other people in 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 the middle of his fasting. So he was saying, mm, "I am doing this. So I, I I don't belong to a certain a certain 
level of people, a certain type of people, you know. So he wasn't aware of his, of his inward person. And here comes the sinner, the, 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 the tax collector, and said, God, forgive me because I am a sinner. He was aware of his state, of his inner, of his inward person, which the Pharisee wasn't. So the self-righteousness when we fast and we think that when we fast, uh, uh, we fast to achieve or to move God. No way. We, you, you fast to get closer to God. Achieve and, uh, or, or do something or maybe move something. It's, it's just a result of your fast. You know, so we never can go to God in, in a fasting and try to, uh, uh, you know, maybe try to persuade God to do something because you are fasting. You know, this is only being humble yourself, humbling yourself before God, then he's going to give you all the, uh, the right way. Amen. Is there anything you want to touch about spiritual fasting? Because I'm going to move on to physical stuff. Okay. All right. So physical reasons. Um, and before we touch bases on this, I just want to uh, make sure that we understand that the, the health of our bodies is as spiritual as our spirit. Okay, we cannot disconnect our spirit from our soul and our bodies. We are all interconnected. God created us as a whole. Okay, so uh, physical reasons to fast is as important as spiritual reasons. Okay, we cannot ignore this side of ourselves because our spiritual life will be affected if our physical body is unhealthy, right? If we are not alert or sober or even um, in a healthy state to, uh, of awareness, our spirit uh, inner person is, is, is no, of no value. Sorry for saying that, but for a lack of better word, but we just can't um, express our spiritual life with, without this body that we were giving or our soul. So we have to um, never ignore one or the other. So why fast? Uh, practically everyone has lead stored in their bones, and that is truth. Uh, literally, we, are, we have 500 to 700 uh, more times of lead in our bones than our ancestors did. Okay, so that is a, a great reason alone for us to detox or fast uh, periodically. Also, chemicals in our tap water are now a major problem in the U.S. due to pollution. Uh, and they have added um, a lot of things to it in order to um, decrease the pollution in it. So chlorine and fluoride and, um, and other things, lead, of course, yeah. Um, and pesticides, right? They have been link, uh, linked to brain cancer, uh, prostate cancer, leukemia, and lymphoma. And they are sprayed on our produce and are, uh, and are present in higher concentrations in fatty cuts of meat and high-fat dairy products such as butters and cheese. I'm not here saying that meat, uh, butter, or cheese is, is any bad for you, okay? But there is uh, low-quality food here today that have a lot of um, bad things in it that we don't want it to come inside of our bodies. So it is best to avoid. And if... Uh, and that's for a long term of, I mean, that's everyday thing. And, but especially if you want to fast, it is great to keep that in mind that you are 
taking out of your body all of these toxins and pesticides and herbicides that have been um, added to our food. Um, so um, lead, mercury, and other metals, they are chemicals that they are non-biodegradable, which means it, 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 it is not easily broken down. Okay, so if that comes into our bodies, the same way that it's stored in an animal's fat tissues when they eat the, the feedlot, right, it's the same thing for us when we eat anything that has pesticides and herbicides and all these chemicals. It will come into our bodies and it will be stored in our fat tissues. Okay, so if you think about your, your fatty organs, it will be your brain, um, the, pro, uh, the prostate, um, the breasts, and those... And those are the common places where a lot of people are getting cancer. So that, I'm not saying that it causes cancer, but it's something for us to think about. Could it cause cancer? Is it the reason why cancer today is so common? Um, let's see here. So a lot of these pesticides and herbicides, you know, a lot of studies were made. Um, and it has shown to lower um, sperm count. It also has uh, xenoestrogen, which uh, it mimics the estrogen that the ovaries, the women's ovaries produce. Therefore, it can cause a lot of hormonal imbalances and uh, different problems um, for a reproductive system. Okay, our water, okay, it is often treated with aluminum to remove organic material. And traces of aluminum, of course, is still found in drinking water. Chlorine is also added to the water to kill microorganisms. Chlorine can, uh, when combined with organic materials, it causes, um, it creates a um, cancer-producing um, substance. Um, so our air is polluted. Um, the solvents in carpets, uh, drapes, fennel and clean cleaning products, um, all of the, anything that we're surrounded by, be it the air, the food we eat, even the, the blanket we cover our bodies with. Okay, it is just, we cannot control it. It is everywhere. Okay, and it's not for us to be uh, scared, but we have the tool to fix it. I, I don't want, like, you guys to be all like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I'm so, yeah, like, I'm surrounded by all this stuff. I'm going to die. No, that is not the point here. The point is to bring awareness, right, that we, there, there's nothing we can do to control this um, in a sense of changing it and not having it around us. Uh, but a sense that we can change it within our own bodies, meaning that if we fast, which is a God-given tool, um, we can help our bodies detoxify and eliminate these toxins from our bodies. Um, there were many studies made on fasting. Um, the most recent one in 2011. Um, one of the studies... Um, they show that it protects memory and learning functionality, as well as slow disease process in the brain. Also, they, uh, it showed that, the, that when um, they did a study with women and men, um, and those that they were fasting, um, it triggered about 1,300% rise in HGH in women and 2,000% in men. And HGH is uh, the human uh, growth hormone, uh, which... Nowadays, they call it the fitness hormone, right? It, it, it is the, if the more you have, the more healthy you are and fit. Um, all right, so I'm going to go through the, the fastings that we are going to do. Do you want to touch base on anything? 
Okay. So, for example, the Daniel fast, okay, um, which we call the partial fast of, you know, no animal or processed foods. Um, and there are many health uh, health benefits of undergoing a, a Daniel fast. Um, the first one I would consider would be gut healing. Um, our gut is very, very important to us. It is where 80% of your immune system is found. Uh, basically, anything that goes wrong with our bodies, it starts in the gut. That is the center of our bodies. It holds all of our health. So if your gut is clean and healthy, has great bacteria in it, it means you're healthy. Uh, but if the opposite is true, then you're going to have some complications with your health. Also, the Daniel Fest is great for disease prevention and healing. A lot of studies were made with diabetics and um, obese, uh, obese people that when they um, did the Daniel Fest, they were able to get much healthier. Um, they were able to eliminate di uh, diabetes to type 2 diabetes. Um, and also, it restores balance because when day in and day out, we are constantly eating the wrong kinds of food, um, the low-quality meats. Our bodies are just overloaded and overwhelmed. Um, and a lot of individuals, they go day after day, month, months after months, years after years, never fasting or detoxifying their bodies. So a lot of people even have a lot of gunk in their bodies for years that they're not even aware of. Okay, um, and the good thing about doing the Daniel Fest is that we're, we are taking out all of these foods that cause all of these diseases, diseases and, and those that are really hard to break down. Therefore, you're giving your body a rest so that it can actually cleanse itself and restore balance. And of course, weight loss. I know that when we talk about weight loss, when it comes to fasting, a lot of people give us the weird eye because, oh, we shouldn't be talking about weight loss when it comes down to... Um, spiritual things. Um, not that I'm saying we're going to fast with the, the, the primary goal being weight loss of those who need, but weight loss is as important um, as anything else, especially if someone is obese. If, it, if that is the, 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 the reason why someone is not being able to be healthy or if they have diseases, just by simply losing weight, they can just get rid of all of it. So that is important. So weight loss, um, not that we were going to say, oh, I'm going to go through a Daniel fast so that I can get fit and healthy, but to look on the inside and be, I need, is weight loss one of my needs? And it's, it's a good thing to, to keep in mind and to even want to achieve. Um, and the, um, here I have a ZS or fast, I don't know why, but the three days liquids. Um, it's also important. We would not recommend liquids only for more than three days without professional help uh, because it, 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 for three days it is something that is gentle still. Your body is able to undergo such a, a fast by yourself and, and able to detoxify and not be harmed. But after three days, that's when things can complicate a little bit. If someone is under, uh, is in lack of any type of nutrient or is in need of anything else and, and all of a sudden you're not, there's nothing else coming in to nourish the body and then you can find some complications. So always have a professional help. Um, but it, it helps to uh, restore our bodies and even give rest to the digestive tract and vital organs. Like I said, a lot of people eat so much stuff over and over again, and they never stop to fast, not even one day or even for hours. So their digestive tract is, is constantly working over and over again. There is never rest, okay? Um, so that is not a good thing. 
Um, and by the way, guys, we're not talking here just to obese people or someone who's overweight. There are a lot of skinny people walking around full of gunk in their bodies uh, with lots of diseases. So this is for all of us. We are all um, exposed to all of this. Um, it also allows the liver to catch up with its uh, tax, task of detoxification. So our bodies by itself, it is able to detoxify. We were giving... Uh, a, a system of detoxification, like our bodies is, are able to detoxify by itself. But when it is constantly overwhelmed, when our liver has so much stuff to work on day after day, it comes to a point when it's, it just can't keep up. So it has to store some chemicals, some toxins in our fatty tissues because they, it, they have to move on because it's just too much for it to handle. That's why it is important for us to stop and rest and, and okay, now it's time for a fast. Um, and then you give your body that rest for three days. And, um, and we've seen a lot of people get a lot of benefits from simply three days of fasting. If we think about it, it's not that much. It's not even that rigorous. Um, and it, it, it produces rejuvenation and restoration of our bodies. It, just, it, it is all about you giving your body that time of rest. The same way we need to sleep at night or else the, the next day we'll be like zombies. The same way our bodies, they need rest as well. It needs to rest from digestion. Um, and it has been linked to even prolong our lives when we, we have that lifestyle of fasting. It's not a bad thing. Uh, one thing really important to touch upon is that uh, we need to di differentiate a little bit the older generations from our generation. You know, the older generations, they ate the best food that you could ever possibly. Uh, you, you couldn't buy that food today. You know, the soil was still rich. The soil had all the minerals in it. Today, the soil has only three. So that's why you got all these types of foods that... You, you, you add minerals to it, you know, so because the soil is so, uh, uh, we are using so much of the soil that it is so bad. And because of that, we have all these other chemicals that stays in our body, like Kenna was saying. And the liver, it's, over, it's overloaded because the liver is the gatekeeper. The, the, uh, the liver is the one that directs any food that comes in. Uh, you go here, you go here, you go here. Whatever it's not. Uh, 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 made of, of from nature he doesn't know what to do so he says uh, I don't know what to do with you stay here and this is stay here be, uh, it's, really, it's really intense we are eating a lot of this chemical food so the, the liver it's overloaded it cannot detoxify the whole body it cannot do its job so that's why it is really good to stop don't eat anything and allow the liver to catch up All right, so we're just going to go through the do's and don'ts. How much more time do we have? Left? Any, any Two more minutes? Okay. <laughs> All right, so the do's and don'ts, okay, of three days liquid fast, for example. Okay, the do's, drink lots of water and herbal teas, of course. Herbal teas meaning no caffeine. Um, mm-hmm. Um, Drink fresh juice, uh, veggie juices to store minerals and, and, and vitamins. And that's why we don't really recommend a water only for more than three days. 
because then you, you are using all of the minerals that you have in your body, the vitamins, and nothing else is coming in your body. So your body's just starting to break down because there's nothing else coming from an outside source. So if you are going to do like a juice fast, you know, make sure you drink lots of water and make sure you have veggie juices so that all the vitamins and minerals will come into your body. And also, of course, rest. Never start a fast, like a liquid fast, when you're running around 12 hours a day, working really hard, or even doing lots of exercise. That's not ideal. So you have to rest. Our bodies need rest, and that's when it's able to restore itself. And the don'ts is, like I said, don't prolong it more than three days. Uh, do not overdrink fruit juice and avoid caffeine. Okay, fruit juice, uh, a lot of people say, oh, I'm drinking juice, I'm so healthy. Uh, but we forget that there are a lot of sugar, natural sugars, but sugar. And if you're juicing fruits, you're literally left with sugar water. Okay, we have to really be careful with that. Um, and caffeine, because the caffeine in coffee or any other tea, um, it really, it, it, it does not allow our body to detoxify itself, okay? The caffeine in it will hinder the success of our fasting. So if you are planning to fast and you're really hooked in coffee, um, I would suggest that you, you at least decrease your intake or you just eliminate it. Um, don't go cold turkey, but kind of go every day, kind of uh, decrease it a little bit because that can really hinder um, the health of your body, okay? And then do not perform any rigorous exercise, please. We don't want anyone fainting and um, weak. Um, if you want to do exercise, do very light exercise, uh, but nothing rigorous because your body is already under um, such an intense process of detoxification. It needs rest. It just needs rest. Exercise is great. It's healthy, but not during a fast, of, especially a three days liquid fast. Okay. Um, do's and don'ts of a Daniel fast. Do's, of course, eat lots of veggies, lots of fruits. Um, since there is no animal protein in a Daniel fast, you have to make sure you get protein from any other sources. So I've met a lot of, my, a lot of friends who used to be really hooked on a Daniel fast. But I would find them every day eating french fries with ketchup. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is not going to last. And then the next week they were binging on like animal food. Because, you know, we need like nutrients and, and really whole foods, not junk right? Uh, so make sure pr protein-rich foods is uh, seeds, legumes, and grain-like seeds like quinoa um, and nuts. They have um, a higher fat and protein um, content that we need since we are taking out all the animal, okay? And drink lots of liquids because when you are taking away animals like meat, you are going to have to compensate that with be it whole grains or fruits and vegetables, which means a lot of fiber. And if you're not used to eating a lot of fiber every day, it just, it can, yeah, you get clogged. And, and we need to drink lots of liquid to keep things moving. So those are the rules that really you should, uh, someone should follow. And don'ts, we definitely say no to gluten any time of any, and Bethany knows this. But if you do love your gluten, we would say don't eat it during a fast, okay? Um, because gluten is like a glue. 
it, it will just get stuck in your body, in your gut, and it will also um, hinder your body from even absorbing vital nutrients from other foods. Um, it's not something good to have at all, be it if you have allergy or not. But during a fast, um, we would really, really say that this is one of the most important things if you're going through a Daniel fast. Because if you're loading up in bread, your, your body's just going to get stuck and, 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 and nothing will move along and you will be depleted of nutrients and minerals that you need. One thing to touch upon is that um, uh, this, uh, to, touch upon, to touch upon this whole grain idea, okay? Uh, the whole grain idea, a whole grain, it also have, have lots of gluten. So um, if, even if you say, you know, you're, you're in this Daniel fast, you're eating all the, the vegetables and, and, and vegetable juices and this and that, and you are eating all this bread, you are not absorbing everything because the gluten holds everything. And the whole grain has even more gluten. So, you know, there's a, a, a sales pitch out there, the whole grain is good for you. Uh, not really. Because it, it will still uh, uh, hold all the minerals, everything else, from being absorbed. So uh, there's actually studies that show the whole grain has even more gluten than white bread. Because it's still a whole, a whole, uh, a whole grain. Okay? Yes. Okay, high glycemic foods. I don't know if you guys know what the, uh, this is. And I can't really give you a list of what it is. Uh, but what it means is um, they measure how fast um, the sugar in a certain food will enter the bloodstream. Okay, so for example, berries, a fruit, it is the, the low sugar fruits. Therefore, you can eat as much as you want and it won't spike your blood sugar. But if let's take white bread, uh, white rice, for example, if you eat a bowl of rice, it's like eating a bowl of chocolate. It's a lot of, um, you know, sugar going straight to your bloodstream all at once. Um, so high glycemic foods is good to avoid, meaning uh, foods that have a really high level of sugar in them. And you can go online, you can Google it, and there's a huge list of every single food item, and you can check the numbers if it's a low glycemic or a high glycemic food. And of course, processed foods, like I said, don't go on the French fry diet. Uh, this is not going to be good for you, for your spiritual person. Awareness is not something you're going to be able to obtain because you're just going to be very um, not sober, let's say. Um, so avoid the processed foods. Um, the best thing you can do for yourself, for your inner man and your outer man, is to feed on raw foods, um, veggies, fruits, um, raw as uh, the, the produce. Try to keep them raw. It's more nutrients for your body. Um, and if you want to eat um, grains, try to go for the grain um, grain-like seeds, like quinoa, millet, because they're so much, much easier in our digestive system. Maybe another good idea not to set yourself, set yourself up for failure is include uh, a few soups. Uh, grab some vegetables, you know, cook them, and uh, have some soups, because it is a little cold, so our, our bodies at this time, they need a little bit of warming foods, and we are not going to have proteins which is a warming food. So uh, try to include some soups in that, uh, in that diet so you, can, uh, you, you will not fail. So in the physical aspect of things is to remember to 
nourish our bodies and not to strip away anything that we need. Okay, it means take away all the gunk, put in all the good, and that's really going to set ourselves up for success. When you don't eat right, and it's it's something that we we say, oh, it's not. Um, something we should think about. It's physical. It should be something sacrificial. Um, even if we're dying on the floor, it's, it should be uh, sacrificial. But no, it shouldn't be. There is a way to fast and still feel the hunger being denying our bodies, but at least keeping yourself alive. Or even um, when it says that we should keep a, a, a happy countenance and not a sad, sad countenance. It's really hard to keep a happy countenance when you're eating junk. It's really hard to, be, to not be moody all the time when you're just eating fast food all the time or on the french fry diet. So it's, it's important to remember that our bodies work in a certain way. And it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best version of yourself, to, to have your body work in the best way it can possibly work so that you can be light to the world. Because when you eat the right foods, there is light coming out of you. There is life. People will look at you and say, something is different. You, you are alive. A lot of people are walking around today where the digestive system so full of gunk that they're not alive. They're just simply living. But they're not alive. They are um, just existing. Um, so when we cleanse our bodies, we're actually able to be light to the world because we are functioning, functioning the way that God intended us to, to function. Um, so, and then lastly, you can close them. Yeah, so uh, we just want to close with Isaiah 58. Uh, we're not going to have time to go through everything because it's really, it's really long. But uh, God really paints, uh, uh, paints a, a good picture, uh, a perfect picture about fasting. When uh, he says, is this not fasting? Is this not fasting? And he said, and what you're going to see is that in Isaiah 58, you see that God is saying, when, when you're fasting, isn't it you, that you become alert, uh, alert, that you are more aware of what's going on right next to you, that you are more aware of your neighbor, and that you are more aware of everything that is going on. You know, that's what happens when you fast. So uh, um, that is really important because uh, uh, when God says, when you do this right fasting, and you are aware of these things, of what's going on right next to you, uh, he starts uh, painting a picture of, you know, you will be like this. And I just grabbed uh, uh, three verses that, is, that I think it is really essential for us in this generation, in this time, and the place that we are, that we could use a lot of that. So Isaiah 58 after, after he says that this is the right kind of fasting, when you do that, you are, you are more aware of your neighbor and this and that. And when you do that, you will be. And then he says, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. And as we are a a people that lives in Boston and I think we do have a lot of this to repair broken walls to restore age old foundations so uh, uh, doing this right kind of fasting will give us this aspect this right mindset of how to achieve these goals so that's a really important thing too about, uh, about fasting that's it <laughs>
Amen. Did somebody just say I'm starving? <laughs> we will be having our last supper after church today, our last community celebration type. But, um, you know, um, I love how they actually touched upon the issue of health and your body and dieting versus fasting and all of those things. And what I do want to emphasize is our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as individuals, we are called to steward even our physical body in a way that glorifies the Lord. And that's what we put in it and how we honor him. I can remember my husband actually used to fast and drink Rockstar the whole time. He used to drink Rockstar. I know, right? Like, talk about... And it, once we met them, actually, he was delivered from Rockstar and got addicted to kombucha. But... Uh, <laughs> But really what fasting is, if you're going to summarize it, is it's really seeking the Lord in an intensified way. And I know one thing for me, because there's certain things obviously that I crave. I love my coffee. I definitely have a sweet tooth. So in those seasons, I actually will verbally, out loud say, God, I desire you more than chocolate. And for some reason, the whole pull, allure, desire, like, oh my gosh, I can't resist that thing. All of a sudden it just melts. It's just like, yeah, of course I do. Like, no big deal. I can go 40 days because I'm seeking the Lord in an intensified way. Dieting alone changes the way we look. It changes our outward appearance. It, it makes us more appealing looking. When you partner fasting with prayer, it actually changes the way you see. There's a spiritual dynamic that takes place. So you can do the Daniel fast for 40 days, and it's awesome because you'll be shredding um, toxins and all of those things. I want to encourage us to go hard in the place of physically fasting, but I want to challenge every single one of us here that if you are addicted to the television, if there's a show you can't go without, you know, in the Word of God it says, I desire you more than my necessary food. As we're fasting, whatever your show of addiction is, just say that to the Lord. I desire you more than Duck Dynasty. <laughs> Come on. I mean, literally, like 30 minutes, just go, just shut that thing off and get in the word. I mean, it truly starts to reveal where our passion and where our desire is. Because honestly, I can remember being in a youth group age, and there was kind of a discussion of like burning CDs. Anybody grow up in the charismatic Christian church and you'd burn CDs? Okay, <laughs> can I get an amen? <laughs> and I can remember this one young adult, you know, kind of looking at me and being like, so-and-so banned, and it's no big deal, and I'm not going to burn my, and I didn't care if they listened to it or not. And I just said to them, I said, well, if it's no big deal and you're really not sure, like, if the Lord cares or not, just burn it. And she was like, no, that's the point. Like, I don't think I need to burn it. And I said, as long as you're defending it, it's an issue. You can actually tell when you're at a place of complete, total surrender and abandon of just kind of saying, you know what, I'm willing to go without it because it has no hold on me. And if this could be something that I love and I desire and I have more affection for than Jesus Christ, then I might as well put it upon the altar. And if it's one of those things that it's no big deal, whether it's the band or whether it's a TV show, he can give it to us and he can restore it back to us. But there's something of a declaration of love. When we say to him, I desire you more than this. So I just want to encourage you. I mean, some of you may not even have a TV, but the TV, uh, the computer screen, your smartphone that none of us can live without. I mean, it's forever buzzing and vibrating and doing its thing and demanding attention. You know, those things, just for 40 days, set it aside. And it's amazing how spiritual longing and desire is awakened inside of us. I want to encourage us as a community to be people, go hard after God. I guarantee you will never look upon seasons of your life that you lived with abandonment, with regret. 
You are never going to look upon whether it's finances sowed into the kingdom, whether it's time, whether it's prayer and fasting. You will never, ever, ever regret walking in abandonment before the Lord. But I can tell you one thing. You will look upon seasons of your life in regret that you did not give more. That is the only regret you will ever have. So I want to encourage us as a community of people, let's set aside the beginning of this new year and say we want to go hard after God. We want the fullness of all that he has for us. Our, our epitaph, our tombstone is going to declare something about all of us. You know, lived, got six degrees, died. Lived, ate McDonald's, died. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's your passion in life? That's what you're remembered for. What is it that you gave your time? You only have so much capacity for passion. You only have so many hours in your day. You only have so much capacity for affection even. And whatever you spend it upon, that is what you value. And so I want to encourage us, just during 40 days, I'm not saying the entire year, for 40 days, reserve our affection, our time, our focus, our energy to say, God, I put you before all else. You reign supreme. Let's not stand to our feet. We're going to close out in prayer. God, we thank you that we have a new year before us, Father, 2014. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the God of new beginnings. Lord, we thank you, Father, that regardless of what 2013 looked like, Lord, regardless of disappointments or failures or places where we wish we had done it differently, God, we thank you that you wipe the slate clean, that your mercies are new every morning. And God, we are reminded today that we are not powerless. We are not victims to our circumstance. Lord, that life does not just come at us and we have to respond. But God, we recognize before you today that we have as much of you as we desire. We have as much of your presence. We have as much of a knowledge of you. We have as much of your peace and the supernatural as we desire. Lord, that even our walk before you is a reflection of our priorities and our time and how we expend ourselves. So God, as a community of people, God, we say we consecrate this 40-day season to you. Lord, we set apart our life and our time, our priorities, our desires, and our appetites. And God, we say that you are more enjoyable you are far more enjoyable than anything this earth has to offer. And God, we ask that we would be people that sow into the eternal, even as Ecclesiastes says, vanities of vanities, that the earth is full of vanities. God, we say we don't want to expend our life in vain places. But God, we long to sow to the eternal and even to give our children a legacy of a life of pursuit and a heart that is alive with love for the man, Jesus Christ. Lord, we worship you today, and Lord, we ask for the grace of prayer and fasting, the heart of pursuit upon our entire community. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's anybody that needs prayer of agreement for anything, we want to pray with you. You can see any one of us for prayer, but you are officially dismissed. Happy New Year. There's some snacks and uh, some refreshments in the back. Please, uh, you don't have to just vacate the building. Let's eat a couple more times while we can. Amen? Amen. <laughs>